From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines to music to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Hello, beautiful people out there. It's Hello. yet another bright and early Tuesday morning. Yes, and indeed. that means only one thing. Two pesos is back in a, the Ouch. area. Episode 21. <laughs> Episode 21. And from here onwards, it's smooth sailing. Smooth sailing <laughs> right into Christmas. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. You. Absolutely. We've got something yes. nice planned. We have something special <laughs> planned. Yeah. Don't ask us what. what? Because and if nothing say. happens, don't be like, what was that? Don't. <laughs> but we're coming out with something <laughs> nice. Yes. Which we think you'll enjoy. Absolutely. All right. You want to take us into the news? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Let, I'll, I'll take you into the news. So in the news, um, there was a story about how... Uh, Adomi Bridge, the bolts and nuts oh, have been, yes, have been stolen. So you may have heard of this. Now, Adomi Bridge is a bridge with, which which links uh, the eastern region and the Volta regions in, uh, in 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 Ghana. And uh, the bridge had been renovated at a cost of twelve point nine million euros. Oh, do you know? Sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt, but yeah. I think they had shut it down for a while, for a while right? Yes, yes, because mm-hmm. it wasn't safe. Yes, it wasn't. I'm remembering that now. Exactly. Okay. That they had to refurbish it, so they went and got um, got funds from the Bank of Austria, twelve point nine million euros, and then it hmm. reopened in two thousand and fifteen. Now, in two thousand and seventeen, there had been complaints about how there had been cracks in the in the on the road. And well, so that was sort of, I don't know what happened, whether they were eventually fixed or what happened. So recently there was this, like I said, there was this issue in the news about bolts and nuts being stolen. And um, in a country where as soon as you exit the main road, you, 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 it's you versus the gullies. You think that... Pet peeve of mine. You think that at least the, a bridge which links, like, links two regions will be properly taken care of, make sure that everything works. But that's not the case. Bowls have been stolen, and apparently the, out of the 24, 26 lights that are on the bridge, only two of them work. Hmm. Now, the news article said that the bowls cost only 120 CDs to fix. Mm. So there are 45 bowls, and they're only 120. So my, there are two issues for me that arise out of this. And uh, the first issue is when I saw this story, I sent a link to, I sent a link to Bay. And he was saying that, how do you build a bridge where there's uh, bolts and nuts can be easily stolen? Taken like, you off. Know, that's, that's, that, that in itself is criminal. But the other thing is, maybe, you know, some of these things, there's no expectation that... Somebody could actually... Why would you come and steal thing. bolts off a bridge? Of a bridge. And then, so for, for me, even it was about, hmm, so how, how, how long had the person been there to be able to... To take off the to take off the bolts and nuts. Because you must you because these you are not, just, not regular screws. Use, They're enormous. No, it's not something you're, you're going to use your 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 fingers. You you have to use some tools. So that somebody specifically planned that you know I'm going to take out the bolts and nuts in this bridge. They're like with with with, with, with and a how plan much in scrap mind. steel can you even get out of that? That's the thing. So having said that, I think maybe there should be a measure in place that prevents thieves from from like stealing stealing public yeah, public amenities and put it that way and the um the second point is that you and i both know that in ghana there have been many many reports about street lights being stolen 
on the on, on the lately they said they've been stealing the dustbins the ama yes dustbins as well i know sign board they steal the stop signs and everything is being stolen and so since we're not able to apprehend the people who do this we have to the thing about us is we we are we're quick to copy what other people have done but we have to do things that work for us. If we know that we're in a country Creative where people... solutions to our uh, unique problems. Because we have very unique problems. That is problems. the thing. So if we know that people are stealing streetlights, blah, 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 then we have to put in measures that prevent people from being able to steal the streetlights. It's that simple. You can't say you put up streetlights and then leave it like that because you trust that nobody's going to steal it. The things are happening, they're being reported. So what we have to do, I don't know, security camera, alarm system, build a concrete wall around whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, it just, you just have to find solutions for that. Yeah. At the same time, I feel people are also a bit selfish. You as a person, you're putting the lives of other people in, in, at risk when you do this. Because at that point, you're only thinking about yourself. That like, What can I do to gain? I don't know. How, how much How much are you going to get from that? But even with that, goals, it's like know? almost you're trying to commit a slow suicide. Because I'm sure if you're in that area, mm-hmm. chances are you probably came over that bridge yourself. Self. And you're going back over the bridge after you finish stealing. So what is the end game there? I don't know. And again, it's this like thinking about what we can gain. From from right in the moment, we don't we are not thinking about the future. Long that term. okay, maybe if I'm on my way to go steal these boats, maybe this one time something will happen and I'm going to fall into the water and drown. You're not thinking hmm. like that. You're thinking about the the little bit of money that you can get from 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 these scraps, so to speak. So yeah, we need solutions for our problems. People are the fact is that people are stealing the boats and nuts. So let's do something that can prevent people from stealing these things. Yeah. Simple. And yeah. that's my the news really. Yes, and that's it's a good one. Ridiculous. Yeah. It, it is ridiculous. Everything and you know I think that I read something about how poverty prevents you from thinking logically. Like mm. the when the overwhelming urge is to just get by, mm. you literally cannot think mm. clearly. And maybe there is something to that because people do the dumbest things over here. The dumbest things. And you're like, what is wrong with you? Why are you stealing a dustbin? And Why? then you'll come and say, eh, I'm buying the whole place is filthy. And what but you stole the bin. Or and you the, know who stole the bin and you didn't do anything about it. And the it. funny thing is that probably they're not going to use the dustbin for its purpose. They're probably gonna cut it up and use it for something else. That's the sad thing about it, you know? <laughs> Oh, anyway, geez. so I guess they'll have to bolt them down or I chain them into place or something. Does it have to be this way? Do we always have to be? It's right. like you know when you go to the bank and then they have that pen that's yeah, they, they <laughs> to a corner. Yes. Exactly. So you don't steal it. Even that one, I'm sure people had the chance to take scissors, and cut it, and <laughs> take it home. Anything, everything is possible. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's such a shame. It is a shame. It's such a shame. Yeah. So All right. <laughs> So in my, so for my in the news, we are going to talk about the royal visit. Oh boy! <laughs> yes. Oh boy. So on November second, uh, Prince Charles and Duchess of what is she, the Duchess of Cornwall, I think, oh, yeah. Camilla Parker Bowles, touched down in Accra um, <laughs> to mark a five-day trip throughout the country. And it also marked five days of just cringing from me mm-hmm. because there's so mm-hmm. many things about it that I was finding very hard to stomach. And we're going to talk about that. So, mind you, you know, it was a cute little visit or whatever. You know, he went to Ridge Church. I'm sure there's so many aunties that are very happy about this. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, he went to Mencia Palace. Mm. 
you know, I met with the Asante Hine. He went to Kumasi Market. Right. He went to a cocoa farm. You know, all the, okay, you know, know. They, somebody funny. went and hooked him up with some jollof. You know, okay, okay, it was right. cute, okay. right? But there was just an undercurrent of psychophancy. Is that the word yeah, I want to use? Probably. Just bootlicking. Like the vibe that really I just found difficult to stomach, right? Mm. First of all, it's about high time we stop trotting the children out in the middle of the hot day. What? If you, I mean, and it's incredibly hot here lately. Yeah, it's been incredibly yeah. hot. For what? Like, what? What is the what's the reasoning behind? And it's a school day, a weekday, and then you go bust the kids with with, with little it. flags to line oh. up. Listen, I know that it's done in England, but if I'm not mistaken, it's voluntary. They mm. will tell you where they're going to be, okay. and if you want to come out. And, and see them and get a handshake, mm. you do it on your own time. And I think even when the school kids are brought... If the British... Listen, let me put it this way. <laughs> if British school kids are, you know, bust over to where Prince Charles is going to be, it's appropriate. That's their leader or mm. whatever. <laughs> Ghanaian school kids do not have to be standing in the hot in the sun, sun to wave to Charles and Camilla of all royals when they pass by. It really, it's not done anywhere else except in their own countries. I don't know, maybe in Australia or whatever. Correct me if I'm wrong. But where regardless, we don't need to be doing that anymore. It's not necessary. It really isn't. Is he going to cry if he's driving and he doesn't see anyone there? Maybe, you know. Melania didn't cry. I don't think he's going (laughs) to (laughs) cry. Melania should know better than to expect anyone to give a damn about her, Okay. (laughs) So that's number one. I mean, that that whole thing, the whole um, cultural dance performance on the tarmac, I just, Mm-mm. I don't like the Mm-mm. optics of it anymore. It's just no. not necessary. We can greet you with a nice little handshake. And Welcome to Ghana. That's it. Finish. Like, anyway. Second thing. So during his trip to Kumasi, he visited um, KNUST, mm-hmm. um, a.k.a. Tech. That's, you know, I always call it Tech by the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, and they named a park after him. So there's now a Prince Charles Park, which was commissioned when he got there. Unnecessary. Again, Unnecessary. What has why he done? though? For what? For what? Why For what? Though? For what? For colonizing us? For what? It's also unnecessary. Then, he was given the Order of the Star of Ghana, which is the... Oh, he was made Companion of the Order of the Star of Ghana, which is basically the highest level of honorary reward that the country can give. And past recipients have been President Mills, uh, Ekufuado himself, uh, Professor Afari Jan, who was the head of the Electoral Commission for mm-hmm. many years, and Alassane Watra, who is the uh, Ivorian president. Mm-hmm. Again, just because he came to... It's like we're re- rewarding him, him for, for, what? for what deeming though? us worthy enough for him to grace us with his presence. Yeah, like, man. what is the meaning of all this? And I think the thing that irked me the most, somebody went to put up this billboard with a picture of Kufado on one side and Prince Charles on the other. <sighs> and the caption, the head, the, the, it read, shared Sorry. history, I, shared future. I now, someone posted it on Facebook and I wrote in the comments, considering what our shared history, history looks is, like, yeah. I certainly hope TF not that we don't we don't have a similar shared future. What, what is the mean? meaning of that? I mean, so it's like there is this complete disconnect or we're, we're in like active denial or mm. something 
Because let us not forget, that shared history includes oppression, exploitation, <laughs> suppression, straight up murder, mm. you know, exploitation of all our resources, so many things. And then even when they left, they just repackaged it and we call it neocolonialism mm-hmm. because it, then it became, you know, um, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Capitalist exploitation. It was the same thing. It was the same British companies that came back and the same thing. We, and we, and I, in my opinion, we are still in post-colonial hangover. We still haven't recovered from any of that. Nope. And I feel unless that is acknowledged, you know, then all this is a farce. And it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. And I was, I was looking for, because I, um, I almost was going to talk about this. I was looking for the speech that he actually gave. And in the speech, there was some criticism about the fact that he actually didn't apologize for what he what they did. It was sort of an indirect, so, left an right. indelible stain, blah, 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 blah. But there was no proper apology that we, the British, did this to you. And for that, we're sorry. You we're see. going to repatriate. We're going to bring back all the things. We, it, there was nothing like that. You know? So that's what I was going to say, oh, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. it, you know, I have, it's nothing personal against Prince Charles. Absolutely. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. you know. The only thing I hold against him is Diana because that's my girl, okay, forever. So, yeah. But what I don't like is this rebranding of the relationship between countries. There should have been at least some acknowledgement of the damage that was done. And I think you should say it with your chest, as they say online. Mm-hmm. He should have done that and not just kind of skated over the issue. And the same goes for um, President Akufado as well because apparently during his part of the speech he said so many of our values are influenced by British traditions and institutional arrangements and it is a relationship we value and then he just kind of skimmed over you know the, that and then by saying in the course of the you know some of the times in the course of the history of the two countries were quote not so happy I mean, if that's not the understatement of the century, <laughs> you re- not so happy. Two hundred or how many years of colonial? Yeah, I thought he was. He was. I thought Akufado was better than that. You know, but I, you I know, Akufado is a very. He's very of the British Tom Brown mm. schoolboy, Tom Brown school days <laughs> tradition. Because he went to some British boarding school and he went to Oxford. And these are his people. Mm. Do you get it? So I guess I'm not particularly surprised. But then you have to understand the time and the place and where you are, and you are supposed to be on yeah. our side and not theirs, you know. So, I mean, all of this, and let's not forget that the timing of this is not is not a mere coincidence, okay? Just like China's renewed, or not even renewed, interest mm, in Africa yeah. is not, is timely and is based on their needs. Britain's renewed interest in Africa is also based on the fact that Brexit is looming and they're having Brexit remorse and they can't do they anything know what about they're it. Doing. <laughs> so they're looking for new trade partners because they've they've shot themselves in the foot where Europe is concerned. So let's be more circumspect. And I'm sitting there like you and who cherish the value and who, <laughs> sir, who took like. Spe- <laughs> And I think when he went when he went to Nigeria, didn't they say there was one? I didn't. Thank you. The Oba or some of someone was like, "You've got our our artifacts, and we want them back." back. What you were talking about? I was like, "Where was that energy in Ghana?" Nobody's gonna say that. Where was that energy? It's diplomatic. It's not polite Mm -hmm. or whatever. I need that sort of energy. That's what I what I've hoped for. You know. So anyway, diluted things. It's. 
it's about time. Like I said, I don't have any, and it's nice. Everybody kind of, you know, listen, if, um, okay, William is not cute anymore, so I suppose. <laughs> but if Harry oh. came to Ghana, I'd probably be geeked or whatever mm. it is because I'm like, ooh. Mm. But not to the point where I'm going to disregard everything that has happened. When you have a platform, you use it wisely. And I feel like both of them could have taken that opportunity to really come mm. to terms with what was done here the implications it's had I mean confront it head on mm. and then maybe do something about it or whatever I don't know but and I, I think I also read that um, when slavery was abolished and you know, all the British government they paid I think earlier I said repatriation I meant repara- reparations reparations yes mm. Uh, they pay the the slave owners were given reparations, but everybody else wasn't. Right so, so for the loss of their, yeah, exactly, you know, exactly. What, what's, what's all the rest? It's so dumb. So you know, forty acres and a mule never happened, and whatever. Mm. We need to. We need. We can't just roll over. They are. Did you see? There was some some. Um, page on Twitter was like mm. something something about our masters. I was like, again, yeah, who's master? And you and he deleted he, the tweet. He had to because they were clowning him who, all day. Um, who? Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> who's master? So we need to do better. We need to, I'm not saying we should keep harping upon the past, but let's listen, it's not really the past. Tone deaf like that. It's not mm. really the past because we're still living um, you know, from the shock waves of everything that happened. And it's still then. happening just in a different form. Let's, let's and be real. Thank you. Let's That's all real. neocolonialism mm-hmm. is. It's the same thing. Just try and make it look cute and it's not. And there was a video where we were all dancing and I, just, I couldn't stand it. I was like, look at all these things. All these. Oh, no, man. Oh, Lord. Anyways, yeah. So that's yeah. my <laughs> in the news this week. Okay, okay. <laughs> On to songs of the week, something lighter. Yes. So my first song is from a beautiful lady called Aya Nakamura. And the song is called Pom Pom. Now, Aya Nakamura's, her name is, her actual name is Aya, Aya Danyoko. And she took Nakamura from the, he, the, 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 the series called Heroes. Mm. Uh, oh, and, and, the Japanese a, guy that Yes, and there's a hero, Nakamura, and I think yes. she liked it, so she took the name Nakamura. Now she's French and she sings R&B. She's of Malian origin, and mm-hmm. apparently she comes from a family of griots. Okay. So that was that's quite interesting. Her album, I listened to the album, which is also very nice. I've never heard about it before. I've, mm. I don't think I've ever heard listened to Malian music. Have I? I'm not sure. I have. So that's Aya, Aya Nakamura. Listen to Pom Pom, beautiful song, new discovery. I was very mm. excited about that. That's cool. So the second song I have for you is from Anthony B. If you like reggae. Oh, him. Yeah. Yes, yes, I, I yes. Love, I love He's Anthony on all B. the rhythms. I know. Stuff. <laughs> That's so true. He's on everything. <laughs> <laughs> so Anthony B, the song is called Suffering Man. And it's from the album, which is also titled Suffering Man 2010. And Anthony B was born in, he's, a, he's Jamaican, he was brought up deeply religious. I know he used to sing in the, in the church choir oh, as well. Oh, that I didn't know. That's yeah, cool. and then when he became a teenager, he became a Rastafari, because that's what he wanted to do. So he's got about nine albums under his belt, and Suffering Man talks about the, the everyday flight of mm. man. Suffering, people are dying. Whatever politicians do, that's that kind of It's a beautiful song. I know my sister really liked the day I told her about this a long, long, long time ago. She she really liked mm. suffering man. So check out Anthony B. Uh, suffering man. 
And the third song I have for you is a gospel song by the artist Ryan Courtney Wilson. Uh, the song is called Our God is Good. It's a beautiful song and it will leave you wanting to do all the good in the world. So that's my three songs. Aya Nakamura Pompom, Anthony B. Suffering Man and Brian Courtney Wilson. Our God is Good. Lovely. <laughs> Okay, so it's moving swiftly into my songs of the week. So the first one is called Running Through 3 AM and it's by an artist called Eris Rose. So Eris Rose's real name is Kyle Miller and he's a British singer, songwriter, and he makes uh alternate slash modern R and B, you know, which has a lot of electro influences and honestly his voice is really gorgeous and the song is this kind of a sparse track there isn't too much backing instrumental so it, it, it allows his vocals to shine and it's a really sort of haunting I don't know it's a beautiful song so check it out it's off his debut mixtape called Moon by Island Gardens and I just really love it. I'm I'm so glad I discovered him. I was randomly sitting in someone's studio and I heard it playing. I was like, who is that? And so yeah, that's how I found him. So Eris Roves, check him out. The second song is by Lord and it's called Sober. Now I am a huge Lord Stan. Okay, yeah. No? <gasps> so Lord <laughs> Um, real name Ella Yelica Connor is again a singer, songwriter, and producer from New Zealand. And um, she had a huge her first album was enormous. It got nominated for Grammys, numerous awards. It was one of the biggest albums of that year, and it was called Pure Heroin. And her the first single off that, which really blew her up, was called um, Royals. Royal, yeah. yeah. And um, again, I love that album. Like I love that album to the point where when her second album melodrama dropped i was it took me a while to listen to it cuz i told myself there's no way she could top pure heroin mm. and boy was i wrong melodrama is fantastic it might even be better than um pure heroin and the song sober is the second song off that album and i love it mm. i love it so i'm I'll check, check it out, it out maybe and see. i might maybe. Mind, 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 mind. Mm. it might change like your opinion album. yeah it might it might I shall okay it so that's the second one and then i have one more song and it's by an artist called black or six lack because nobody told him to go and stylize the b with the six and now he's known as six lack and <laughs> I he's never just gonna to have to deal it with it, it it's supposed to be black but sir next time so anyway, six lakh, okay? Black, black, black. So, <laughs> and so this song is called Let Her Go, and it's off his second album, which is called East Atlanta Love Letter. So he's also, and he's an Atlanta-based singer and songwriter. His real name is Ricardo Valentine. And um, yeah, I know him because his first album did really well. It was called... Um, Free six black, free black, <laughs> and um, the the song that blew him up off that album is called Problems, and um, again he makes like alt modern sort of hip hop influenced R and B I would say actually he's rap he raps as well so yeah so this song is off again the second album um, East Atlanta Love Letter which is a great album actually really good I had to debate which of the songs I was going to pick off there because a lot of them are excellent. So yeah, so those are my three songs this week. Running Through 3AM by Eris Rose, Sober by Lord, and Let Her Go by Black 
aka Six Lack. Cool. All right. I've got new music to discover. I'm always yeah, I, I hope I can change your mind yeah. about Lord Bad because I'm just like, that's my girl. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to listen to it and have, and have a seat. Okay. So uh, we're on to what the F. So my what the F is only slightly what the F. So so something's happening at the Olympic National Park in Washington. Mountain goats have been attacking <laughs> visitors. And also, yeah, they're also destroying the vegetation. So if you know anything about about goats, you know that they, they crave salt. And um, usually they're given salt licks. Mm. Because, yeah, that's what they get. The science behind it is that it helps it maintain their osmotic pressure and control water metabolism. So they're basically just meeting their sodium needs. Now, the, what the F is that the goats in this, in this park are not native to the area. And so they, they, usually, they don't get the salt that they usually would. So they've started turning to humans who they see as walking and talking salt licks. Ah, so they just go up to you and lick you. It looks like, I mean, the story didn't go into details, but I assume that's what's happening. Because if they're aggressive, they probably have a sense of, yeah, you And you know goats can be, I was going to say a-holes, yes. No, really. They really can be. They're very stubborn and... <laughs> so, so they've started, what, what's happening is that they're harassing hikers because they're attracted to the human sweat and urine. Mm. So, and apparently in 2010, somebody got killed. I don't know the details, hey, but it's probably because murderous of Murderous goats. You know? Like they're looking for their salt. <laughs> salt by all means necessary. <laughs> so now the salt-stuffed goats have to be sedated and airlifted to Ooh. be relocated. You are like joking. Do you see the difference between <laughs> first world and, and quote-unquote third world, mm. but developing countries? Yeah. Mm. People are somewhere sedating and airlifting goats mm. here. They just mm. get a few guys with cutlasses. Charlie, Chop them party. into the soup. That's it. Nobody cares. Yeah, so they're fitted with GPS. They put them in cool, <laughs> in air-conditioned trucks. My like the car whole, doesn't whole, have a GPS. Know, the whole program. And the article mentions that, okay, these goats were actually brought into the area in 1920. So before it was even a park, mm. they were being brought there. Now, the little issue here is that this is what happens. This is how we human beings are. You take something out of its Not native in, um, in, out because of you're native like oh it's so cute it's so cute let's have a few goats in the park and then they start acting a certain way and then you don't understand and now <laughs> you are labeling them as aggressive when they just want their soul exactly you know and similarly you see these things in in other in other other areas people take wild bears or snakes and like oh we're taming the lion taming and then when it happens they're like oh but we why did it, 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 it eat my arm because it's a lion it's, it's a wild animal no matter what you do that instinct might you might tame it down for a while but after a while it's it's a wild animal hmm. so that's my what the effort is really <laughs> the goats looking funny. for salt 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 in humans <laughs> <laughs> so that's that yeah <laughs> oh god okay so my what the F is um, not as humorous <laughs> at all, actually, Ooh. because the Liberian Finance Ministry recently decided to enforce a regulation that apparently had been written into policy in 2014, which is to ban all female employees from wearing hair extensions and from dyeing their hair. Okay. Now, also what the F is to note is that 
2014 means that the policy was written during the time of the presidency of Madam Sirleaf Johnson. So it makes you wonder, are we coming or are we going? going? It's like <laughs> you were allowed to take one step and because of that, they have to snatch, you have, they have to push you back five after, you know. So anyway, my initial reaction when I read this was, what the F? And it is still what the F. Because imagine you are sitting there. I don't think they gave people prior notice, right? Mm -hmm. So you're just there on Tuesday and they're like, by the way, nobody should appear at this job tomorrow with hair, you know. And of course, some people speculated that it was a way of, you know, encouraging women to embrace their natural hair and whatever. And I'm uh, look, it's by force. even so, right? Even if it, that is the case, this is not how you go Don't about know. it, right? Now, okay, both of us in here actually are naturalistas, right? And now the essence of that movement was freedom, right? Freedom from hair politics, you know, and policing your looks mm. based on, shall we say, Caucasian values of ideals, or ideals right and the freedom to right so freedom from and the freedom to do whatever the hell you want with your hair right and that sense of that sense of liberty gave you a new renewed confidence and all that right so forcing people to have natural hair defeats the entire purpose, purpose like, why? of it not you everybody know. wants to keep their natural hair. Let leave, leave people to do. We what they are want not to do. our hair. That was the entire subtext of going natural. In that, whatever her hair looks like, it's fine and it's beautiful as it is. So the more I read about the policy, the more I realized it was less about you know encouraging African mm. beauty standards or whatever, and simply about again policing women's appearances yeah, in the mean. name of respectability. And I'm tired of it. it. It's so old now. How does what you do to your, how does anything you do to your hair affect affect the, your performance? We had this thing with the beard the other. How does it affect? Does it yes. how does it affect your your job? How for what? And you know I read that the you know. The security people were instructed to not let women in, that. you know, if they had the... And, of course, they asked them, okay, so what about, um, you know, men? They're like, oh, no, they didn't say anything see, about men. It's just the women. It's a backward. And it's we, backward. we like that too much. And, you know, people... Some might, somebody might lose her job over this or, you know, be prevented from going to work or have her paid doctor because she has to now rush and find something to do with her hair. It's un necessary and nah, even if you are natural a lot of natural women wear wigs because your natural hair is a lot of work mm. and you so you just want a protective style you do your little cornrows Rose, and, and you slap you a wig yeah. and then that's your look for the next little bit you know so all of this i find is unnecessary yes i believe there should be some certain decorum in certain yeah, places that's fine, right but don't you don't wear your you know little black club dress yes, to to, the, yeah, to work mm -hmm. but then i mean there has to be a cut off point and and trying to police or not allow a woman to wear a weave because you say it's inappropriate what makes it inappropate Really? No. If 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 this is if if you call this progress, mm -mm, this is yeah. Like, I don't know what this is not. not that, I don't know who okayed us. this, and they better get get to repealing it. But of course, I'm sure they won't. No, of course, no, are you going state. to? You already. You're lucky that you have a job at the finance ministry. You're coming to make waves and get sacked, and you'll be sitting at home. You see, <laughs> and it's not right. No, this is so ridiculous. So that's my what the f this week. I was annoyed. I saw the, I saw the headline somewhere like briefly and I'm like this can't be happening. This it sure is. is. Can't be happening. It sure is. And they're quite happy about it too. And they think they've done a great job. Wow. Africa. Hmm. 
it's like we're going backwards. We never That's do the thing. We never like, quite like, understand no. which direction mm. we're going in. Do something and we take it to the extreme and they just no, don't and get mess, it right You don't all. want it anymore. Like that towing car levy towing thing. <laughs> now they haven't even talked about it again. Because it, either it's 100 or it's zero. There was something recently in the, in the news as, as well about railways. Or oh, local... Yes. I just said, you know what? I'm not going to <laughs> not today. get annoyed. No, it's not. No, no, not today. Not today. Hmm. Okay. All right. So then on to 2P. My 2P today is on relationship reciprocity. Ah. <laughs> so being in a fulfilled... I think we need to get you like a second podcast that talks about... Me? You're like the resident uh, relationship uh, guru no, here. No, 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 no. I don't like talking that much. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, I was saying, being in a fulfilled, loving relationship can be a beautiful thing. Unfortunately, the world is imperfect and so are relationships. <laughs> so... <laughs> so re- reciprocity in relationship is very crucial it's very important to keep a relationship going now reciprocity comes from the latin word reciprocus meaning returning the same way or alternating so i'd even go further and say it's about a give and take and a take and give because usually we just say give and take and then we leave it at that but then give take take give it has to be a mutual thing because when that doesn't happen, you get a one-sided relationship mm-hmm. where one person is carrying all the load and the other person is sitting on top of that load, making mm-hmm. your life like <laughs> stress, stressful. And soon you begin to feel they're taking you for granted, you begin to feel resentment, and you don't want all of that. Now, reciprocity isn't necessarily about giving equally because mm-hmm. because let's be let's be totally honest, before you come together and before you start loving each other, we're all from different backgrounds. So the way we've been brought up with our experiences, we view the world, we all view the world differently mm-hmm. and we all react and interact with people differently. So you cannot expect that everything is going to be equal. Reciprocity is about balance. So expecting that your partner exhibits the same level of um, same level of emotional or physical reciprocity is quite unreasonable. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're, you're complimenting your partner on something they wore. You say, oh yeah, this is really, really cute. You shouldn't necessarily expect okay. that. And you know say, people do. On. It's like, so the next day when you go and do your hair and he doesn't say, you're like, oh, yeah, you didn't say interesting. Anything, you know? They might say something else to you, which is, is equally as good. You know, it can't be, it can't be like equal like that. It has to be balanced though. And uh, there's no hard and fast rule for reciprocity. You know, it's, it's, it's what you feel you're doing. It's not about... The only thing you should take note is that not one person is not doing all the work. That's, that's something that needs to be taken into account. So reciprocity should be about interdependence and not independence. Because how often have you heard complaints about, yeah, he doesn't make time, she mm-hmm. doesn't visit, they don't support my dreams, he doesn't help me, blah, 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 blah. And you can't have a situation where one party is to blame because you are nobody's perfect here, you know. Because in doing so, you're not only not taking responsibility for your actions, but you actually may be showing signs of emotional abuse. I know we keep coming back to this thing. Mm-hmm. You can't be in a relationship and keep blaming one. One person is always to blame for everything that happens. That is, that is, that is, 
that's, that's true right. a lot of people you know have this tendency and we do it and a lot of time it's justified to mm. be like oh men are crap men mm. are this my boy mm. but here's the thing at some point you have the responsibility to as you said get out what did you say last week get out or work it out get out or work <laughs> it out and if you realize that if you're complaining about everything every single day then probably maybe it can't be worked out yeah. so then you are responsible for removing yourself from, from the situation, situation. and if you don't you can't continue to talk about the same old thing yeah, if you're absolutely. not going to do anything that's, about it that's it that's, that, that's just it you know, and for your relationship to thrive, you have to put in the effort. People say, ah, oh, relationship, the relationship is, is going well. Well, you don't have to do it. Relationships require work. They need to be maintained. They need to be maintained, you know. Um, and it takes a high degree of emotional maturity to accept that you're responsible for the creation and upkeep of a reciprocal relationship. It just doesn't happen. You have to put in the work, like I said. And reciprocity is not just about physical gifts. It's about emotional, mm-hmm. sexual, mental, religious uh, things, disclosure, transparency, honesty, all the things that make up a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. One person can't be transparent in the relationship and the other is giving you half-truths. Right. It doesn't work that way. It won't. It won't work that way. So what I want to leave you with is a couple of questions. How are you reciprocating in your relationship with your significant other? Can you hand on heart say you're in a give, take, take, give relationship? Or is it time to have a conversation? Remember, it's almost 2019 and we're leaving oh the effery in 2018. We have to. We say it you every know? year, but this time I know. we need to do it for real. No, seriously. Some of us are even too old to withstand the strain of just effery. So I, like, I'm trying to simplify my life. <laughs> if you... No, I really am. Really? So, so reciprocity in relation, it's important to be able to have to be able to maintain your relationship. Think about it. Think about your partners and let's all be happy. Ooh, love is a beautiful thing. It is. <laughs> and if it hurts, is it love? I'm going to be saying this every time. <laughs> One thing I'd like to add yes. also, which I may have said before, mm-hmm. but I read or I can't remember who said it, but I saw it oh. somewhere. And I'm just going to parrot it. Yeah. Do not put the burden of your happiness on someone else. Mm. A lot of people think that, okay, now that I've got this boyfriend or this girlfriend or this husband, mm. I'm finally going to be happy. happy. No. You have to either, you, have, you can't expect the person to make you happy if you're not. Happy you yourself, have to t- as we say. Happy yourself. <laughs> Dirty yourself. Dead. <laughs> he can't help you. You can only come in happy mm. and let so that energy, add, yeah, yes, he can then, add to your happiness he mm. can help you know maintain it but he can't make you happy if mm-hmm. you're not whatever you came in there all the baggage you're carrying will still exist yep. so you know that's just I don't know just adding that yeah, as no, a footnote a there you know don't yes. expect that your relationship the reciprocity will include the burden of your happiness mm. it, it, it sh- don't it won't and it shouldn't either you can't put that on anyone else absolutely nicely said that's so, it so <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> nice. okay so my two pesos this week is a little bit different from things Ooh. I've talked about in the past and it's about preserving art <laughs> Eddie why are you giggling Eddie peeked over here I was like I'm about to say it <laughs> I'm just like peeking. <laughs> <laughs> and it is about preserving our dying languages. I know, I know. So I was having a conversation with my good friend Adam, which is what let me do my shout out now. Hey Adam, Ronnie, Hello. what's up? <laughs> and so Adam is from the Volta region. Mm-hmm. But 
he's always every time he talks about this and I say something about ever ever and he's like we don't actually speak ever where I'm from and I'm like hmm yeah. And I was like, what do you speak? And of course, he doesn't, he couldn't, he didn't know what <laughs> it was called because he can't speak it anyway. But he's oh. like, no, it's not ever. So I recently was over there for dinner and, you know, his sister, which is my second one of my second shot. Hey, Angie. Hello. Um, you know, we were talking about that and I was like, uh-huh, you guys tell mm-hmm. me now who mm-hmm. knows the answer to this. I was like, what? I hear you. Okay, so you're Evers, but you don't speak ever. What do you speak? And she, because she's an old, his older sister and mm-hmm. everything, happens to know. And she's like, the language is called Siwu. Siwu. And this is what I'm saying, right? And they're from the northern, the mountainous northern areas beyond Hohoi, okay. right? So somewhere getting to, within the middle of the country, mm-hmm. on in the but still within the Volta region. So I just found that really fascinating. Now, I already have a you know keen interest in the more uncommon Ghanaian languages because I'm from a I guess ethnic group or whatever that does speak one of the more mm-hmm. niche very niche languages. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm a Khan um uh, from a Krapim region area to be specific in the eastern region. But we don't speak Cree there either. Mm. We speak um a language called Latin. Right, because our people are Guans. So that's like a, yeah, a distinct tribe, which is, yeah. So that's why, um, so that's my, my two pesos this week is about taking an interest in and preserving our dying languages. I love it. Because as of a 2003 survey, Siwu is only spoken by 27,000 people. And Latte, my language, which I can't speak a word of, to be honest, is spoken by seventy four thousand, and that's mm. as of two thousand and three. I'm wow, I'm sure by now these numbers have fallen, and honestly, it makes me really sad that. And I know it's not lost. just the, yes. What? How much of our cult, rich heritage we're just allowing to die out, mm. and we're watching it? You know. Funny thing, you should talk about this because my two persons was actually going to be on griots. Oh, okay, because of the yeah. I was going to talk about. So when you talk about, yeah, it's about our traditions getting languages getting lost, things mm-hmm. getting lost. You know, and we're just there, you know. So when I because again, I really like languages generally. I was on polyglot from a long time ago. Mm. I wanted to know what Siwu sounded like. And in the past, I've looked up certain languages. And there is this page on this YouTube page, and it's called Words of Life. And the irony there is that it's a Christian ministry, right? Mm -hmm. And their project goal was to make sure that every single person in the world, regardless of language, would be able to have access to the words in the Bible. Mm. And inadvertently, Mm. they have become like the number one preserver of native languages around the world because they literally go and make sure... That everybody's listening to the word. That every there's at least a passage or a biblical story in even the most obscure languages. So in Ghana here, if if you want to know what... In Zama sounds like well, most a lot of people would know. If you want to know what again latte sounds like, if you want to know what gonja sounds mm. like, and you Google it, chances are it's going to be the word of ministry, oh, words of life ministry that will be the number one hit, and there'll it'll be somebody reading one of the Bible stories. So, 
again, this brings me to my point. So what is we have officially, we have a National Commission on Culture. <laughs> we have a Bureau of Ghanaian Languages, right? Mm. But when I went on their page, <laughs> it said they only focus on 11 of the languages, right? Which, of course, you can imagine what those are. Mm. Tree, Fanti, Ga, Ebe, Gonja, Inzema, and so forth. So I guess what I want to say is that we have a, um, a responsibility, mm-hmm. I feel, to preserve these languages, to pass them on, actually. Mm-hmm. There should be a way for me now to learn Latin if I wanted true, to. True. You know, there should be a way for the people, the Sioux people, to preserve their language in writing, in audio, in AV formats, whatever, and to encourage encourage people to learn the languages because the problem is like especially like latte for example mm. it's much easier for you to just learn tree and work with that that's true you know and i one of my dad is my dad's lawyer he mm. is from latte his wife is from latte mm. they have three kids not one of those children can oh. speak latte language they all speak tree oh. and english and this keeps happening and that's how like one the next generation mm. it goes down and down and i know for uh countries something like wales right mm-hmm. welsh, welsh yeah. they've gone quite far out of their way and made a concerted effort to preserve the language to make sure it's taught in schools to make sure that you know the signage that is used in government and the same thing for catalan mm-hmm. in spain you know mm-hmm. that there's distinct language there they have a very strong and uh, proud tradition of preserving that to the point where they said they're trying to separate from the rest of Spain and form their own nation. Yeah. That's how proud they are of their unique identity. And I think we need to do more. There's so many, so many. As they, we, we're proud to say that Ghana has 40 languages mm, or something, but, but we're not doing anything to preserve it, yeah. them. You know, we're just letting the main 10 ones mm. kind of cannibalize everyone else. else. And that's not, be. yeah, it shouldn't be. You know, so. I remember when I was much younger, I went. I went to my hometown with my dad and everyone, and there was this lady, talk, she was speaking ever At the time, I couldn't speak ever mm. So this lady speaking ever to me, and I told her, that, oh, I didn't understand. And then she told my dad, look at this, you, this girl with your name, with an ever name, you can't speak ever I was so ashamed. Mm. I was so ashamed that I couldn't speak my language. So a few years later, my dad, I think he also realized that, yeah, I mean, you, you guys are Evers. How you sit in the house mm. and just be speaking English? So he forced us to learn ever, and I'm so glad. Like I'm so happy that. How I did speak. you? How did you learn it? So he got a cousin of mine to come live with us, and oh, she okay. could and speak, speak only. Mm. Uh-huh. She could speak only ever. So we had to communicate with her, mm. and then we learned it. So for me, that's I'm super, super, super grateful. Cause me not being able to speak my language, I, I find it a bit, it's a bit shameful. It is a bit and shameful. And even my mom's, my mom is Adan. Even my mom's language, like I don't really speak. She never thought to speak it with us. But then I'm like, right now, I'm trying to speak her language mm-hmm. as well. Because I think languages are so beautiful. First of all, they're beautiful. Yes. And yeah. embedded in every language is so much culture and heritage. Because mm-hmm. even if you go to, is it linguistics or whatever it is, mm-hmm. why you say this for this and all that? There's so much history in that alone. Why is it called this in one language and that in the, yeah, there's so it's much fascinating it too. is it is I love languages so much and you know I need to do better myself <laughs> you know honestly because I'm like at capacity but yet I've sort of my own you know the Ghanaian side of my languages have been pushed to the side my mm. tree is pretty bad my mm. guy is non-existent then the latter I can I mean it's completely mm. out of the you know out of the picture and it shouldn't be and I want to take you know for the now go back and try and 
get somehow learn Latin. I don't even know how I'm going to do it. I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. It has to be a way. And also, I just wanted to say that maybe our language experts and our app developers should come together and create something. Because I'm on Duolingo right yeah. now. I've got my I'm French. I just do for practice. I've mm. got Spanish up mm. to level something. Mm. I've started learning Japanese. Why am I learning Japanese, Japanese and not no. Latin? Because there's no Ghanaian language. I, if there was even a can on Duolingo, mm. I'd probably be on there because my Me tree too, is horrible. It's not, it's not the best either. I'd yeah. love to learn because mm. I think it's important. It like, is. Learning languages as a Ghanaian regardless. And you people that say, oh, you should stop it. That's right. For me, that's tribalistic. It is you tribalistic. You start speaking and then, we like oh, doing that. It, it translates, oh, that's for that your language. I don't speak. You need to stop it. It's tribalistic. You know, don't do that. I'm learning the language because I think it's as a Ghanaian, it's good to learn all languages possible. As many and then as you say, can. Oh, that language, dear, I don't understand. Why? Hmm. You know? So anyway, that yeah. is my somewhat <laughs> rambling two pesos this week. But I think it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. I think we, we should take that up and look at it more seriously. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, in a few years, all There'll be nothing is, left no. except the big ones. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's just fine for the people that speak Obviously. those big ones. But that's not good enough. No, we be. have, we are the cradle of life. And that's why there's so much bio and genetic and language diversity here. Because mm-hmm. we are the cradle of life, Africa in general. And this is not a problem unique to Ghana. Every most countries are, you know, multilingual here, you know, and a lot of those smaller languages are being sort of allowed to to die to die out, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be so. Yeah, that's my that's me. That's my team. I love this it. Week. I love your mm-hmm. first really, really All right. Wow. So okay. Any so, shout? Yes, I've so done mine. You've so. done yours. Um, my first shout out is to Responsi Boring on uh, oh, Twitter. Oh yeah, hey girl. I think it is. A, is it's it a girl? Yes. yes. I went to hey check girl. her. I think she has a blog, and I saw the name Sedinam. So I think your name is Sedinam. I hope I'm right. <laughs> shout out to you. You're so kind. You thank yes. you for your support. You're thank amazing. you very much. This. Second one is a guy called Mo Saeed, or aka Killer Bamba. <laughs> that's his Twitter <laughs> the handle. Yes. So he said his brother put him on the oh, podcast. Oh, that's right. Yes, so, I saw that. So shout out to your brother and you. And the last bring our family members. Yes, please. all of them, uncles, aunts, grandmas. <laughs> tell them to listen. And the last one is African podcasts. They recommended yes, us. They uh, did. So they've been they've been showing us lots of love and yes. telling people about us. Thank you, African Pod. We're lofty as well. Lofty has been doing lofty great. Go lofty go hard. Lofty. <laughs> lofty TV. You guys are dope. Instagram, Twitter. You guys are just giving us love. I love it. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So that's my shout outs for this week. And that's us for this week. All Thank right. you. We'll see you next Tuesday. See Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms, please give us a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends. Let's continue the conversation. We'd like to hear your feedback. Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description.